Hey, I'm Jen. In life, I've learned that adversity is a stranger to no one. The way we cope is a huge indicator of our character. We want to make choices from confidence, empowerment, and trust instead of letting our circumstances control us. Let's talk about how. This is episode L, Letting Go. Hey, how are you this week? I am doing fabulous, and I hope you are too. Let's get started with theme the emotion. I don't have super concrete examples, so these are more just thoughts that have been on my mind because of interactions or things I've overheard or seen. So hopefully it's still useful. First is that people are different and that different is okay. Always a good reminder. I was overhearing a conversation at the park the other day and a woman was talking about going back to church after she'd had a baby. And she was talking about how she waits as long as possible, and if she has a calling, they had better release her from it. A calling is a voluntary service position in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Some people help in the nursery with the young kids. Some people teach lessons. Some people are maintenance workers. Others are with the women's organization, etc. So this woman was expressing that She wanted to have nothing to do with it until she was good and ready after her baby. It caused me to think about how I am and how I react after my deliveries. I am quite the opposite. I am ready to jump back in. It's almost painful to have to wait a week or two and to let the baby get their immune system. I love serving in the church. I love having a calling. I love being put to work and doing and being involved and being around people. So again, I'm the opposite. Recently, I was talking with a few neighbors, and they were asking if I had a calling yet, and I said that I didn't, but that I would love to, even though I'm about to have a baby, and I expressed many of the same thoughts I just shared. And they said, oh, well, you better tell the bishopric or the Relief Society presidency that so they are aware, because again, no one would know if you don't let them know. My next example is... On a particular day last week, I just kind of felt blah. I didn't have motivation. I didn't want to do anything. And I caught myself chastising my brain, thinking, oh, I need to be productive. I need to do something. I need to get out of the funk. But then I realized, no, it's okay. I can just lean into it. I can sit with a blah day. It's fine. I don't have to feel guilty. We all have days like that. And you don't need to feel like you need to fix it all the time. Sure, it's great to be overall productive or overall happy and feel like you've had a meaningful day, but when they come along, just embrace it. (sighs) It ended up being a much better day since I wasn't resisting it. It was just me telling myself, you know, this is okay. My final example is I was getting pedicures with a friend and we were talking about how important it is to be comfortable in your own skin, but also how hard it is. Again, I'm in this new neighborhood and I joined a play group and I seem to be the one that's always texting and instigating and asking what park we're going to meet at, so on and so forth. I had to overcome that initial judgment on myself that I was being too forward or too annoying. I know we'll never be perfect at it, but I know that I'm a lot more comfortable in my own skin than I used to be. So if you find yourself feeling uncomfortable about yourself around others, maybe that's an area you can work on. Okay, on to my list for the week. 
I was looking through screenshots on my phone and came across this list. Maybe you've heard it before. I really liked it. So it says, all I want in life is number one, books. Number two, books. Number three, a comfy chair to sit in while I read books. Number four, books. Number five, money for books. Number six, a library full of books. Number seven, bookmarks. Number eight, books. Number nine, a man who reads books. Number 10, stacks of books. Number 11, time to read books. Number 12, shelves for books. Number 13, books. Number 14, hot chocolate to drink while I read books. And number 15, books. (laughs) I'm quite an avid reader. I wish I had more time, (sighs) but that is one of the hobbies that I enjoy when I do have some free time. Okay, on to the topic for the week, letting go. I'm excited for this one. I've kind of been thinking about it, planning it for a while. So here it is. I'm going to start off with a quote. And this is by Nikki Banas from Walk the Earth. I'm not familiar with the reference and it's a long one, but stay with me. (laughs) She says, at some point, you just have to let go and move on. It might be the hardest thing in the world to do but you have to summon all of the strength you possibly can to finally let go. Some people and things just aren't going to be meant for you, no matter how much you wish they were. Some jobs and situations just won't work out, no matter how much you hoped they would. But know that it's okay for things to not work out. Nobody's life is a straight line that makes perfect sense. Everybody has twists and turns, and everybody has to turn around every now and then. So when you find yourself wishing and hoping things out of your control would change, summon all of your strength to let go and start heading in a new direction because it'll lead you closer to your true path. I'm hitting that stage in pregnancy where I get breathless a lot. So (sighs) just to put that disclaimer in there. I really like this concept of letting go, and what I specifically want to focus on this episode is also taking time to acknowledge your past or your past self and kind of give that time. I feel like sometimes when we are letting go, we're in such a rush to move on to the next thing that we don't take time to have closure for the past or resolve what used to be or fully move on, if that makes sense. If you've been a listener for a while, you may remember that I had a fitness coach named Kayla Potter with Limitless Athletics. One time while I was being coached by her, she brought on her mom, Tammy Hudman, to do a meditation of sorts with us. She compared letting go to a snake shedding its old skin. It was really calm and peaceful, and she just walked us through how to let it go and blow it away. Again, it was just really neat to have that reminder to acknowledge the past and gain that closure. It's okay to outgrow things. It's okay to move on. It's okay to be a different person. But again, in that, remember your old self, appreciate it, practice that gratitude. It may even be necessary to grieve the past, what was and will not be any longer or what was over. Satchel Paige said, never let your head hang down. Never just sit down and grieve. Find another way. Now, sometimes you do need to grieve, but don't live there. You know inside when it's time to move on. This is such an inward self-journey, and it's not going to be black and white. It's not going to look the same for everyone. 
I did think of five tips to help. It may help to, number one, name your emotions. And again, that's why we practice that every week or we think about what naming our emotions means and how we can not let our feelings get buried alive, how we can open up and move through those emotions instead of breezing past them or failing to recognize that they're there or failing to acknowledge that they're there. So yeah, again, name your emotions, whatever you're going through. If it's helpful, write them down. Number two, practice gratitude. Be thankful for the experiences you went through, the people you met, whatever you're moving past. Practice gratitude. Number three, focus on healing, whether that's setting boundaries, focusing on you, doing what you love and enjoy, or sometimes it's turning focus outward so that you can process things. It's interesting how when we lose ourselves through service, we find ourselves. Number four is to be patient. It's going to take a while or different things will take different lengths of time. Repeat the other steps if necessary. And then number five, make a plan to move forward. I think that one's pretty self-explanatory. Write out what you want your future to look like or who you want to be with next or surround yourself with. And another quote for you is, giving up doesn't always mean you are weak. Sometimes it means you are strong enough to let go. Sometimes we go back to things because they are familiar. They're what we're used to. We've kind of engraved this path in our minds. So a good question to ask ourselves is, does it feel good? Does it feel right? Or does it just feel familiar? And it's something we should be letting go. Thank you for listening. That's my spiel on letting go. And remember that my inbox is always open. You can send me a message on Instagram at A is for adversity. I'd love to hear an experience when you named an emotion, feedback for the podcast, anything that's on your mind. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you for joining me on the podcast today. You can find me on Instagram at is4adversity or email me at genbank16 at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you.